Hello and welcome back to another episode of After Fire Jumix. Today is March, okay? We are in March and whenever we think of March, it comes to women because it's International Women's Day on every 8th of March every year. So what is International Women's Day, okay? Hey, hold on. We have to do the usual host thing, like, okay? Yes. My name is Deanna and... I'm San Steel here. Okay. And today we have two special guests. So do you want to introduce them? Not yet, <laughs> because we are going to go to what is uh, IWD first, International Women's Day. So basically, uh, International Women's Day has occurred for over a century now. Uh, the first gathering actually was, believe it or not, is in 1911. It was like a 109 years ago. Wow. And on this day, we celebrate the amazing social, cultural, economic and political achievements of women while also campaigning for greater progress towards gender equality. Then it brings to our topic today on why we think it's necessary to address gender equality. So today our title would be Sense. So is it important to have gender equality? The topic for the podcast is actually the untold truth because there are a lot of gender equality issues that we are not aware of and we think today we have the best guest our special guest today is from PWDC their Penang Women's Development Corporation so uh, I'm going to do a very very robotic introduction about them and later we'll get them to humanize it so PWDC is a state funded company with a vision towards a Penang which mainstreams gender into the policies and programs of all sectors in order to achieve gender and social justice in the state so without further ado I would like to introduce Miss Ong, the CEO of PWDC, and Eric. He is the Head of Communications and they will do a slight introduction about themselves and also PWDC. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Diana and Sans. Thank you for inviting us in the first place. To be frank, this is our first time we are in a podcast. So uh, we are really excited about this session. And of course, to share what we are doing and how in general the society is able to make the shift. Uh, myself, I am the CEO and I have been with this organization for the last three or four years. And it has been an exciting journey over these three or four years. Before that, I was with the very much into the education, training and development industry. Uh, of course, into business development and so on and so forth. So I have gone through sort of a very diverse career. And this is even more exciting than I have expected. Okay, thank you so much. Eric. Hi, everyone. I'm Eric. Uh, as introduced just now, I'm the head of the communication department in PwDC. Um, my working experience is not as diverse as Miss Ong. <laughs> <laughs> I was previously from the environmental consultancy industry and just got into PwDC for one year. So what my department will be doing is we organize state campaigns to push for gender equality in the state. And we're also in charge of the writing materials such as the speeches and the press statements from the media. Yeah. Again, thanks for having us today. Cool, sure. cool. Thank well, you. So like just now, I did mention what uh, is PWDC about, but it's very, very dry. I'm sure a lot of listeners hasn't been listening to me. So <laughs> please tell us more. Oh, wow. That will normally take three days. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, what we do is on a high level, we draft what we call the policies for the state. As you said, um, very much into looking into the gender aspect of what the state is doing. So that also influences not just what the policy is all about, but also how the budget is to be spent, which is most important because you can talk anything and everything and yet if there's no money in it, then nothing gets done. 
So we do draft policies and at the lowest level, we work very closely with the communities. Okay. So communities, especially we, you know, in a corporate world, it is very common to have even like leadership program and all that. But if you go down to the ground, very few women have the experience of even going through a workshop or a, a personal development program. And that's what we do. We go to the ground, identify women, and then we take them through leadership program. So it's pretty diverse and also that's where we get our hands dirty and yet we also need to put our hats on. I mean, our thinking hats on. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I think this is a lot that we don't know that what is PWDC doing. And in terms of gender, it's such a, you know, it's such a big question mark out there. Like how do we even get things equal, right? So without further ado, I think, Sans, do you have a question to ask? Yes, I think Miss Ong, what is gender equality to you, you know? Yeah. How do we address this thing that how is it equal? Like, is it because we need to have half female and half male? I mean, doing something, we need to be equal or is it, how, how do we make it equal? Wow. Okay. So that, that is an interesting question. I think in the first place, we need to really understand what the word gender means. Mm. Okay. We do have some activities and all that, that we also go to the ground. And if you're interested, just let us know. We go to companies and all that to even unpack what is the difference between gender and sex. Mm. Okay. Because people, a lot of people think that, oh, gender is sex, but it's not. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, we want to unpack because gender basically is a social construct. It means that it is what the society says about a man and a woman. But when you talk about sex, it's actually more of a physiological features. I'm going to use some well scientific word. Huh? <laughs> uh, for example, men have penis. Mm. Okay, so it's biological. Uh, women have vagina. Mm. That's biological. So we define that as sex mm. to, to make it simple. But when you talk about gender, so people say, oh, what is gender then? Gender then is that, oh, when you talk about women, some people, first thing come is they do housework. <laughs> You know, that, that's the first thing. So then the question is that, can men do housework? Mm. What do you think the answer is? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, course. correct. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. So then there's myself. only, oh, wow, great, great. So this is what gender is. Gender is a role or even a task that we assign to a man and a woman. And gender can change because in different environment, different situation, the role, the activities of men and women changes. And that's gender. Mm. Okay. So what we are born with is just sex. So we want to unpack that. So when you say gender, it's just that the different roles that we take. Yeah, okay, it makes a lot of sense are. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But when it comes to equal, so if yeah. it's like, if different gender has different needs, yeah. so what do you mean by equal then? Mm. So what we are saying is that we know men and women cannot be equal in terms of biology, in terms of, you know, your physiology. Of course, people say, yeah, yeah, you know, there are some ways and all that. But biologically, when we are born, we are born with certain features, really. So, but in gender equality would mean to say that at a certain point, okay, we, currently we don't see it, but at a certain point when we achieve gender equality, then men and women will have same opportunity to achieve their maximum potential. You know, if I'm good, if I'm a woman and I'm a good at to become a pilot, I'm mm. given the opportunity to become a pilot. If I'm good to be a director, I'm given the opportunity to become a director. Okay. Mm. Even owning of assets, uh, if you look at in general, who own assets? Who own land? Who owns houses? 
who own properties. You would see typically men. men yeah. yeah. Then the question is not equal, long, meaning to say that men and women don't have the opportunity to own assets. Okay. Mm. And even to experience or to enjoy some of the benefits of what the state is providing and all that. Then the question, does women and men have the equal opportunity mm. to enjoy all these services? If we do, then we say we have achieved gender equality. Mm. Yeah. If we go back to the fundamentals, okay, like public toilets, if men has five toilets and women have five toilets, is that equal? It looks on the surface is equal. Okay. However, if you look at the needs of the women, okay, women typically takes more time in the toilet. La. I think if you you know and you observe, <laughs> you know, women go to the toilet, they, they have to remove this and, and they're very particular about where they sit on. So yes. they take even some time just to wipe the toilet and all that. So by the time they do it, it will take probably around two or three times longer than men. Okay. Yeah. Whereas mm. men go to the toilet, it's just between the zip and, and you know, <laughs> wherever they need to let go. So it's again different because based on the different people and we have different needs and all that, then we should look at how to make them equal. That means you must probably have more toilets. Huh? So like in Penang, they are coming out with a guideline or a policy whereby it's required that for every men's toilet, there should be two women's toilets. So we are not saying, okay, just now you mentioned, Diana, you mentioned yeah. five, five, right? So we are not saying, oh, we reduce the five. No, you can have the five men toilet, right? But probably you have to build me 10 women's toilet, mm. okay? Because I think you also observe like when you go to toilet, you know, it's like, who is, where's the queue? Uh? It's always a women's queue. You know? yeah. Sometimes queue uh, until go outside, sometimes until the corridor of the yeah. shopping mall. Then people are wondering, hey, got queue, got free gift, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually they're queuing for the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then men will be waiting outside like, why so long? Why yeah. so long? <laughs> I agree. I was in a concert and yeah. the queue, the ladies' room queue was so long. I saw a guy has to accompany her female friend into the male toilet. Oh. So the guy was covering her eyes and yeah. then move her into the toilet. Oh dear. Because maybe she's very urgent. She's very yeah. urgent, yeah. but yeah. the queue is so long. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think this implementation is very important yep. to get more women toilets than men toilets. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I mean, going back to the definition on that. So you have to look into the different needs of the people okay there are differences between men and women okay and and how then do you want to cater to that, this type of differences that's why when mm. it says uh, equal opportunity to enjoy the facilities yes. part of it is toilet mm. Mm. I think these are also one of the factors why this year we are celebrating International Women's Day with a team of each for equal so mm. each for equal actually means this way and now we have know what is gender equal about let's go into depth on the issues that we are facing in gender equality okay mm -hmm. so in a personal observation mm. i think maybe about six years ago i always you know accompany my parents watch tennis tournaments and then i realized something that why men pr cash prizes are so much higher than women cash prizes although mm. they come out with the same kind of training they have to go through the same kind of you know struggles to be able to be on the top right. but then they are getting less paid mm. like why and then I asked my mom Mia why you know uh, like women are paid less then she was like oh, I don't know it has been like that or yeah. you know it's a very very you know yeah. uh, alarming question when, when mm. you don't know how to answer this as a woman also you know mm. like you also don't know what is happening so mm. Today, I would like to, you know, bring this out and address this as an issue on gender pay gap. Mm. Okay, right. So, how does this influence a woman in their, you know, career development in, in getting this? How 
do I mean imbalance we feel imbalance and how to even you know find a solution interesting uh, I think this is something only sometimes women only observe it because Very, when you get you, you feel the discrimination uh, maybe I ask Sense and yeah. Eric do yeah. you all realize all this happening before yeah. this before this before you have yes. this topic. so yeah. maybe I share from my experience okay. in my industry right. a lot of my friends who mm-hmm. are in the business and technology companies yeah. they tend to hire only male because mm. they want to hire uh, male programmers or male tech guys wow. but for me at a point of time in my company there's only me I'm the only male so yeah. all all the rest of my teammates are <laughs> That's female true. and people That's will true. ask me hey why, is, why you hire so many females and so <laughs> right. but to me I, I don't see a difference a big mm. difference in how they can work mm. to me I think as long as they can work I don't care they are female or male mm. so I think that there must be some stereotype instilled in their brain back mm. then mm. to make them do this kind of decision but right. for me it, it doesn't really need to be this way uh. right yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to make a small change mm. in, in, in my action mm. yeah, to, yeah, to solve this kind Fantastic. of stuff. One thing yeah. I can ask you, like, since you have experience working with men in tech and women in mm. tech, are there any difference between the work that they are created, you know, after the end result? I think the end result would be similar or the same, mm. but the process of how they do it is quite different. So mm. men usually tend to, they want something to achieve quickly. Or they, they just look at the result. I want to achieve this. I'll do whatever it takes. Right. And for women, they will pay attention to details. Mm. And sometimes they might be more emotional, but in, in a way that is positive because they are more human. Mm. They, they can pay attention to the audience and the results they want. So the process is quite different, but the result is the same. Mm. So to me, hiring a male or a female is the same. It's mm. just the, how do we get the job done? Mm. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Eric, you wanted to say something? I just want to add in that perhaps it can be said that gender gap is different in different sectors mm. because I come mm. from the uh, industrial chemist field line. So in that, it actually have more female chemists than male chemists. Maybe, mm. we, so it, but I do observe that in certain industries, especially in the IT department, mm. they have more men than women. But mm. if you talk about the chemists, they have more women chemists than men chemists. So maybe one thing that we need to notice is that gender gap is different. Mm, yeah, mm. depends on which line of work that you're talking about. So maybe I also want to quote that, you know, in situations in certain organizations, why is it that women can be bypassed? Huh? For instance, uh, let's say if a woman deliver a baby, okay, and she comes back to work. Mm. Okay, most bosses... Hopefully not all. Uh, most bosses will think, wow, she just got a baby. Uh, must be very tired. Lah. I don't think I want to give her more work. And I don't think I want to give her a pro- promotion. It's not a good time now because she's so busy with the baby. Okay? So that's, the you know, if you look at how working mothers yeah. are, what are the things that they have to overcome, uh, some of the challenges. But, if it's a father who just came back from paternity leave, yeah. got new baby in the yeah. home, the first thing is that, wow, I think his responsibility is uh, more now. I think he needs to get uh, promoted fast so that he can go and support the family. Yeah. So you see, the, the even the thinking behind, and this is what we call by unconscious bias. Mm. We are unconscious that this is what goes in our mind, mm. you know. So it's like, oh yeah, so I better give the father a promotion now because he needs it more because he now have a family to raise. Yeah. So these type of things actually happen in our society. And I would like to also mention that some of this, as Diana said, mm. she, she saw it. Because it affects you, then only you see it. 
Mm. Then you see the discrimination. If you don't feel it, then sometimes you don't see it. So, but then if we are more conscious now and we are more mindful that this is actually happening, then as a boss, as a father, as whatever role you're playing, you can take some proactive action. That's right. I think uh, in terms of this, both genders, like men and women, has to really understand and communicate properly in terms of things like that. Like men can also do housework. Men can also do uh, be house husbands. Yep. And this is something that everyone has to accept first mm. to change and unlearn things before. Yes, like I'm mm. ready to take care of the children anytime. Wow. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. Uh, that'd be interesting to see. <laughs> So Miss Ong, I have a question. Like, sure. Because we mentioned about how sometimes women are being like, treated differently in the business or in the society. Mm-hmm. Like, is there any action taken by the authority to mm-hmm. help to you know, solve this issue or at, at least help to bridge out the gap? I think it's important that if you're uh, the head of organization or the head of the department, there are many ways you can take action now. So maybe I share with you, let's say for my organization, we do give flexi hours. That means between 8 to 10, anytime you can log in, okay? Mm. And you work the 8 or 9 hours and all that, and then you can log out. And it is not just the flexi hours, it's not just for women, because we also have fathers who need to send children to school and all that. So that flexi hours and all that is also not just to enable mothers to mm. do the child caring, but we also want the men to be involved, okay? Mm. And that's why we also promote shared responsibilities at home. Mm. At the state level, to me, the state has been very progressive. Penang State has been very progressive in terms of uh, adopting and implementing the gender inclusiveness policy. So Mm. in this policy, what we are saying is that when the government department, when they implement any program or even in the budgeting, they should take gender into consideration. You know, you have to look at what are the needs of the men and the women, not just, just implement. No, look mm. at it. Transportation. Do you you need to see whether there's a difference? How women go and access transportation? You know, uh, most women don't have cars comparatively. So even if you have a station, a RRT, whatever, how do you enable or you, what what is the you know? It's like close circuit lah. You cannot mm. just say oh from home you just walk to the station. It can be a kilometer or two kilometers away from a station. So how do you ensure that maybe there should be a shuttle bus and all that to pick up women who are not able to, don't have a transport to go to the station. So having a station is one thing, but you know, making sure that it is comprehensive enough to cover wrong. So the gender inclusiveness policy is one. And we also in there advocate for a 40-40-20. This is a gender ban- balance management mm-hmm. It means that in, especially in the decision making, because we find that as you go higher, there'll be less and less women. So we are advocating that for the government poly, uh, departments also to have a 40-40-20, meaning to say that it the composition will be 40 men, 40 women, 20% is open to men or women who are eligible, or who are qualified. So then that gives that opportunity for women to make decisions because just bear in mind that 50% of the population is actually women. You know, so if you have women at the decision making table, then the decision will be more encompassing, more inclusive, lah. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, it will be things like you know what the men thinks only. Yeah. So the second one that the state has also put into place is what we call the Jawatan Kuasa Pembangunan Wanita dan Keluarga. This committee of fifteen women at each of the forty kadun means 40 constituency, state constituencies in Penang. In each of the constituency, there are 15 women. 
And their role is just to implement and organize women and family development program. Okay, so we are really going to the ground. And we are very happy that the, very glad also that the state has actually put a budget for this mechanism to work. As I say, no money, no talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, we are, we, I think uh, in that sense, I would say that Penang, we are very progressive in that. In fact, until now, we are the only state which have these two, wow. a policy and also a mechanism, structure and mechanism in place. Wow. Yeah. Penang Bolek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Penang Lisa, we say yeah. Penang is Lisa. Yeah. We inspire the nation. Wow. That's great. I'm more proud to be a Penangite now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, are. other states, I don't mean anything. <laughs> Come to Penang. <laughs> Penang, yeah. Penang one better. <laughs> we haven't mentioned the food yet, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's just a very small part. Okay. Uh, also, like I did, did understand from you that you used the word gender inclusiveness yeah. rather than gender equality. Is there a reason behind why you do it? Like say it this way? We find that sometimes the word gender equality can be intimidating uh, mm, uh, to mm. certain people mm. because they can say I'm not equal my how you say why I'm equal you know okay. so uh, we found that using the word gender inclusiveness that means include uh, men and women mm. it's okay alright right yeah, to include men and yeah, women yeah, yeah. so that's why I, I think the terminology is important so that mm. because somehow the gender equality cannot be achieved it cannot be achieved by the women themselves it mm. has to be the men and the women together then only can achieve gender equality yeah? so in that aspect we the, the terminology was a way to also enable and facilitate mm. for the men to come in and mm. in the conversation now yeah. So it's more like including all the gender instead of just focusing on the, the women. Female, yeah. 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 Like currently in our society, what are the gaps that are in gender inclusiveness like? Okay, so gender inclusiveness is the process or the the way to achieve gender equality. Ultimately it's still gender equality because we want to achieve a point whereby all are given opportunity already. All are given. Mm. Everybody is this, you know, have the equal opportunity. Already. And that is the point that we want to achieve. La. So the ultimate goal is still gender equality. Mm. So in this uh, gender inclusiveness, it is also for men to be involved. Okay. And in fact, we're coming out with a program. Uh, we used to have program. In fact, most of a lot of program is focusing on women. We're going to come up with a program for men. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> so we used to have a program called Ini Hal the Lucky. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going to invite men to come and have a conversation about gender equality, mm. gender inclusiveness. How do you balance, you know, a man and a woman's role and all that? All. I think it's a good initiative. So you invite both parties to have a say. Yeah. Instead no, of this one is only men. Only men. Yeah. Only men. <laughs> yeah. So Ini Hal the Lucky and because like. we also want to provide a platform, lah. You know, mm. for men. You know, they're kind of they're. Russell is like, wow, I've been pushed. Why are you all talking about gender equality? <laughs> so we want to have that conversation also. No? Mm. And this type of program will be good for men because we also know that as a father, as, as a husband and all that, there are many, many challenges, you mm. know. And how do they voice it out? Is there a platform? Is there a space for them to even voice out? Hey, how, hey why am I going to do all the laundry now? You know? <laughs> but right now, for, for uh, like two men sitting around us, yeah. do you guys have any issues or concerns that you think when you get married? What kind of issues that will come out? Anything that you have in mind? For me, I don't have any concern in, in my mind because I'm quite gender sensitized <laughs> by working in <laughs> BWC. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so maybe <laughs> Sans has something to yeah to, to me maybe 
I would say maybe I would need to take more time, put myself in into work because I might need to earn more money to support the family. I think this is quite a common thinking of what men will have. Mm. So, but interestingly, Miss Ong say that men can also be a house husband. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this can be an interesting idea. <laughs> that you can speak to your partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a new thinking that we, we don't really expose to this kind of thoughts. That yeah. All the while we just, mm. oh, men have to work harder to mm. support the family. The women just need to stay at home. So yeah. I think the interesting idea is something new to me. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing to consider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this all this kind of mindset has to start from when we were younger. Mm. Like how we are being exposed. Yeah. Especially in education itself. I remember in school, Gender was never discussed at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. At all. Like, mm-hmm. I never heard, yeah. like, oh, why men, boys and girls are like, even, you know, I remember when I was in standard six or something, the school would actually have some nurses to come in and speak about period. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the boys are actually left in so, class. Uh, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. I think this this is something that both boys and girls should be should understand. And then girls would say, I or my B are my best <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, why we cannot yeah. use the word? You know, this kind of thing are things that we can start mm. from when we were younger and being exposed to yeah. education. Yeah. yeah. So what sense you are saying that mm. this kind of thing, of course, right now, before that, we don't, we are not exposed. We are really not exposed yes. at all. So it's really it a matter of... it might be our responsibility to start educating this to our next generation mm. yeah. so that the things will start to, you know, Change, right? yeah. change and yeah. I also think that we need to notice that this mindset persists even though that actually nowadays there are more dual incomes come from right. the family so even though that both husband and wife are earning income for the family men are still perceived as the head of the family mm. and women are still expected to come home to prepare the dinner uh, look after their kids uh, mm. and yeah do also houseworks and men are not expected to do that Mm. So I also come across an article that's very interesting is that women shouldn't be say that they are lucky to have husband who help them do their housework. Mm, they are mm. equal. They mm. are not lucky. Mm. Yeah, I think this is the sort of mindset that has been installed in everyone. Yeah, That's yeah. right. That's yeah. very true. Like the words we are using to actually acknowledge what men are doing for us and right. how women are doing for men has mm. to be changed. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Yeah. So that's why it's not, I help you, huh? Okay, mm. it's a shared responsibility. Yeah. It's a responsibility. I mean, once you start a family, then there are responsibilities in the family. So how you share it out? Well, there could be certain time. I mean, it's not. It cannot be fifty fifty lah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it depends on the type of work you are in, and also the you know amount of time that you had to spend outside and all that. So it is then sharing as a there's negotiation going on uh, discussion going on okay, okay you do this I do this alright okay you know, then we proceed because otherwise it's really housework and and all that uh, can be actually straining the relationship mm. so it's best that it's discussed and then both agree and then you move on of course we know that there are certain uh, young couples or even old couples I don't know but then young <laughs> couples who say that why is so difficult go and get somebody to do it if you're capable, why not? You yeah. know, so you don't have to take the responsibility to yourself and you think that you can outsource it. Or nowadays, you know, I know young couples uh, or even singles, uh, they don't do their laundry anymore. Send everything yeah. to the laundry, <laughs> you know, they don't wash their own clothes anymore, things like that. So then it's again, if the family is capable and you, know, you can look at other options. Mm, yeah, That's true. Mm. So uh, just now you did mention about the gaps that are in the society, but what mm. are the gaps that are very still very, very far away. Like we know that in education and health, we are actually uh, achieving gender parity. parity yes. But what are the other areas that are still, you know, 
we have to work harder. So in terms of gender equality, we look into four aspects. As Diana has said, the two, the health and also the education. In Malaysia, we're talking about Malaysia. Malaysia, we're actually very close to parity already. Wow. Yeah, yes. Well done, guys. So it means that boys, girls, and men and women has very close equal opportunities to access education. So now... We have less discrimination. In my old, in the old days, my mom actually was discriminated not to go to school, not able oh, to go to school, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So at this point now, I think after two generations, we see the shift. Okay. So irrespective of whether you're a boy or a girl, you can go and go to school now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the other one is on health also. So health, of course, if sometimes if they are in the marginalized group and all that, we can see that the, the, the not, not able to get access to health. But otherwise, it's the same. Mean, meaning to say if it's a boy and a girl, you can get access to health also. So these two areas, no issue. Huh? The issue or the gap is actually in economy, economic mm. empowerment. Women are still lagging behind. Mm. And the, the other one is in politics. Okay, we are one of the the fourth quartile, you know. That means out of the whole global, uh, global standing, uh, Malaysia, we are the bottom 75%. Ayo. Yeah, mm. in terms of political, uh, especially in the federal, uh, federal meaning to say the member of parliament, we are one yeah. of the, the, the top quartile. Uh, yeah, yeah, because from what I see from statistics, there's only mm. 33 women in yeah. the parliament as compared to the men. That's only yeah. 15%. Yeah. So do you think is it important for for the federal government to include more women to the parliament? Yeah, mm. it's definitely important to include more women in politics because we talk about critical mass mm. in politics mm. where we had to have at least 30% of women in mm. the parliament mm. to make meaningful changes. Mm. Because if it is all men and they make certain decisions, it comes from a perspective of just men. Any laws and regulations that are introduced is not inclusive enough. It doesn't include the opinion, the voices of the women. Mm. So it's definitely important to include more women in politics. Mm. Yeah. And maybe I could like to add also in at the state level for whatever we say, even PwC has been you know around for the last uh, eight nine years. We still see a lot of challenges. You know, at the state assembly there are forty cadons, right? We only have six. That means only 15% women representation, which is very low. You know, how do you have 15% to represent 50% of the population? Mm. The reason that we say that we need more women, because women have different life experiences. And it is during this type of platform, this type of level that they can bring changes to the law, to the policies, to what the government is doing, because that's good, it's going to affect their life also. And that's why we're saying that we need more women out there. At the ESCO level, that means in the, we call it a state minister level, there are 11 of them, only one, that is YB Chong Ying. Oh. One out of the 11, I mean, one woman out of the 11 ESCO. Oh, she has to go and... Ugh. Yeah, so she, when it talks about women, okay, everybody will look at her. <laughs> yeah, so it is, then the, again, the question is that, you know, how do we have only one ESCO, one woman mm. ESCO representing the 50% of the population? So as uh, Eric has said, the 30%, if you look at it, you know, in a table of 10 people, if one person thought only, you think they will be hurt? No. Nice, like we, right? Yeah, right. So that's why the critical mass of three. If you have three, that means each of us support. Okay, you say this, I say this. Then it, <laughs> things happen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if not, with one person banging the table, you know, jumping and all that, nothing gets done. 
So the 30%, that's why we are been, uh, talking about no? the 30%. We need at least 30% yeah, for, for things to change. La. Like we, we want to know, like YB Chong-ing is the only women in the, in the ESCO. So what are the major and revolutionary changes that she made, you know, with a one woman voice alone? <laughs> so we know that if more, more women, of course we can do better changes, right? Yeah, true. So what are the examples that she made, I mm. mean, to help us today? Of course, one of the things that the state has done is forming PWDC. Mm, okay, we are the only state uh, to have a PwC. I mean, an organization looking into women's representation, women's development. For the last year, I think, of course, PwC is thankful to YB Chong Ying, who is also the chair of the board of PwC. Mm. Yeah. So she has been advocating for a structural change and also for policy change. And that's why last year was actually the first year that we have the gender inclusiveness policy wow. and also the Jawatan Kuasa Pembangunan Wanita dan Keluarga because mm. we also believe that we need to grow or create the talent pool a women's talent pool from the bottoms up because we, we, you know, we keep on hearing there's not enough up there yeah. okay. so we cannot be just you know, arguing, arguing and nothing happened. Mm. So the best, the strategy is to create more women from the bottom. So with the JPWK, now we have 600 women because we got 14 per committee yeah. and we have 40 kadun. So 600 women leaders at the ground. Wow, wow. So for PwC, this is when after the appointment, we do development program, we do leadership program mm. for them, hoping that there'll be more women will be interested to come up more and more. Okay. And in probably the hopefully, hopefully la, mm. the near future, more women will step up and say that, oh, this is interesting. This is something that I'm comfortable to do, mm. you know, and because politics is not, not an area that women yeah. come naturally. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know some men also don't sing so, <laughs> la, but that, yeah. But for women, it's just not something that is natural. And and, and I think it's also it's a chicken and egg issue because mm. they don't see role models. Mm. You know, you don't mm. see role models. Oh yeah, well, politics very difficult. Uh. Why? Yeah. Because I know I don't see any women up there. Especially yeah. from the younger generation. Right, precisely. I, yeah, I don't see any in Penang itself. Like yeah. for me, I think there's a lot that we can do to really train. You know, I'm sure there are people like women that are very interested in politics, but they just don't know where to start, right? right? They don't know what to do, where to start, what to learn, what yeah. are the soft skills that you, you need to be in there. And being the exco is a very, it's a very serious thing because you are representing a lot of people out there. And Precisely. I think as a woman, I mean, as a woman myself, I would know that how much pressure I'll, I'll be having on my shoulders mm, to be yeah. able to be in there. Mm. So I think you guys are also doing a lot of like campaigns towards, you know, helping women to be in there. Can mm. you please share some like for us to, to be involved? Yeah, so we have one Sidang Wanita coming on. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you heard about State Assembly. They want Udangan Nagari where we have every year. So we, where the state assemblymen and women, they will talk about issues in Penang and then they will pass uh, regulations to solve the problems. So in Sidang Wanita, we will have women only mm -hmm. in this yes. assembly and where they can have experience. Uh, how is it like to work in a dun sitting? That's like something that, you know, it's so unfamiliar to me as a woman to not even really understand politics, like all the the exco, the dune and all, because we are not exposed to this at all. Yeah, yeah. True, true. And I think with this Sidang Wanita, it's something that PWTC has come out as an initiative to help women mm. to understand more about how you can get involved and get your voice heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how can we sign up for it? This Sidang Wanita is, in fact, it's going to be the first time you're doing it. 
Oh, it's the first wow. time. So okay. this is the first year. I think now you see all this political turmoil going on, yeah. the fluid, you know, what is yeah. what's happening here. And until now, I think today also not, but not many people know what's happening up there. <laughs> exactly. And I think it is, uh, again, I see it as an opportunity, mm. okay? Because of all this uncertainty, youngsters, okay, which is which are the boys, the girls, the men and the women are also getting interested Hey, what's happening. Mm. So when people ask what's happening and that's when they get interested in politics, okay? Because we need to know that at the very high level, politics can influence our life, mm. yeah? Uh, of course, the youngsters, the first thing they say is that, hey, uh, are they going to stop my social media? Are they going to stop my Facebook and all that? You know, Do we have to stop using my Instagram and all that? So once they affect them, then they only see the importance. And this Sidang Wanita is basically to create that simulated uh, situation for women to feel comfortable because we want more women to come up, you know, to make laws, to make changes, to make regulations, as uh, Eric has said, to make policies so that it become uh, more gender sensitive. Lah. And, you know, it, it is like getting both perspective right. Yeah, not just on from one side. Mm, yeah. that's, that's right. So I think with this, I think we can conclude that gender equality is not just a women's problem you know both genders coming together and communicating to understand what Mm. are the issues that are out there that we can you know really solve together not about and this is something that i think everyone should understand in from young you know no matter Mm. how old don't try to put in stereotypes that are not true or is something that you don't want your Mm. future generations to follow yeah, maybe on that, Diana, mm. maybe I would like to also add that when we look at the gender, as you said rightly, yeah, it is not just about women. In higher education uh, institution, uh, we are also seeing the shift again. In the old old days, uh, mm. women want to go into uh, university. Yeah, I think it was so difficult. Yeah. They have to lobby, they have to protest, you know, demonstrate and all that. But today, we, was, we are seeing more girls inside the universities yeah. and it is good for girls la, you know yeah wow, kudos to more, that yeah <laughs> that's right but then the, the back question we have to ask is what's happening to our boys mm. okay is there some something is not right la. what we are saying is something is mm. not right if we see the needle moving to towards one side Okay, mm. and this is where we say that okay, it's a gen- again a gender issue now because mm. boys are not going into the universities, and it it is also worrying because if you then translate back to when we talk about e- economic empowerment, you look at the labor participation rate, male is typically around eighty point one, eighty point four mm. around that is hovering around that. However, women is only fifty five percent. It means to say that uh, we have a lot of girls inside the university. But it's not translated to labor force participation rate now. Yeah? And that is an, another big issue that we have to overcome because to send a, a child to go through university, it costs so, you know, much, so much. For, for the country. It's mm. an investment for the country. But then it's not cr- translated to productivity. So we have to look again into the issues of job market, labor market. What's happening out there? And in fact, if you look at it, a lot of women uh, go in and they come out especially when they give birth, mm. when they have babies. Between the, the father and the mother, it's most of the time, yeah. if not all the time, mm. is the mother who will take a step back. Mm. Yeah. So, and that affects the labor force participation rate. Now. So the question is that, how if childcare is an issue, how then can we have more childcare? Mm. 
uh, at the workplace uh, so that the woman or the mother feel safe to send the child there and then after work just pick them up and all that. So there are solutions to it. Uh, okay? And we're actually working towards that. You know, We are actually propagating, we are lobbying for, for more companies to set up uh, childcare centres mm. so that to enable the, the female staff to stay in the lo- workforce. Yeah. Yeah, so Sans, are you ready to set a childcare? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would benefit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, to, today, since it's International Women's Day, the yeah. podcast is in conjunction of that, can we all try to share how can we do just the simple steps that we can do to support the women that are around us? Just hmm. one simple step. Like, can we start from Sans? Okay, I think for me, because as an employer, I will give equal rights and equal opportunity mm. and equal treatment to both men and women because just like whatever we discussed today it's not just about the woman it's mm. about both parties mm. so I think we have to treat them fairly but of course taking in account the biological difference mm. we need to make some changes la. yeah mm. so that, that's from my that's from me yeah mm. for me I think uh, later I'm gonna have a very nice and good talk with my mom for her to be you know giving me the right education to be where I am today and to thank all the women around me all my friends all my aunties and uncles for supporting me in whatever I do I think that's very important to show that support and and encouragement yeah okay yeah, I think Diana, you mentioned a very good point because IWD, it is a good time to show your appreciation to women around you, be it your your mother, your daughter, your auntie, or even just your female co-worker. It's a time to say thank you to them. And also, you can also support the state campaign to promote uh, IWD because we are not when we talk about the state campaign IWD 2020, is we are not just talking about one event. In fact, we have a series of events Park under one IWD calendar. At the moment, we do have 60 events coming in and we're working with 20 partners overall. And to know what events are available, you may log into PWC Facebook and just have a look at the post that we post up. So a few things I would like to highlight is that we're also working with the shopping malls such as Gurney Paragon, Gurney Mall, Queen's Bay Mall and Summary Carnival where they have certain promotion if you bring a purple item to their mall. You will enjoy discount at some of the outlets. Some you may even have discount at uh, for having ice cream wow, in okay. the mall. I'll be interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, we also want to highlight that purple color is the official color of IWD. So, we'll be expect to see the malls are decorated with purple color. And I will see that uh, I'm sure that Diana and Sons will walk into our office. You'll see purple color yes, all around yes, the office. So, we can also support IWD by decorating your workplace and also your home with purple color to, mm. to raise awareness, to, to spread this message to the public that we are celebrating IWD. This is a time to show your appreciation to the woman around you. Also, yeah. if you haven't done it like us, sorry, <laughs> you can, it's still never too late. Okay, yeah. later on, we are going to get some purple. Let's paint the whole office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good timing, right? Make a corner purple. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Miss Ong, anything? Yeah. Um, I, I think this this year's theme really sort of uh, zero down what we have been saying. La, because we say each for equal. Mm. So each of us, we, we are definitely responsible for our actions, our behaviours, our attitude and all that. Yeah. So if it starts with us, it always starts with I. What can I do? Okay. However, the I, if we do it collectively, okay, that means every of us with the I say, yes, we want to appreciate, we want to, you know, do this and bring up the dignity of women. We want to give them more respect and all that. Collectively, I think we can see a change. 
Okay, and the change is actually for a more equal and more balanced world. Yeah, because if it's equal and all that, then everybody has uh, you know is able to achieve their maximum potential. Yeah, you know if not is is only fifty percent of the world's uh, population. So we shouldn't deny you know the rights and also the opportunity to the other fifty percent. Mm. Yeah. So I think before we go into the end of our podcast. We we have a section we call questions of the pot oh, where okay. we take two questions from our audience okay. and we will ask our guests. Oh, so here is the first the question. surprise question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. So the first question is: yep. How can women start getting involved in politics? Are there anything we can learn ourselves to be able to prepare ourselves to get into politics in future? Maybe two or three things that they can learn or prepare themselves first. <laughs> If you're talking about the real politics, uh, that means in terms of really going into the mainstream politics, uh, to me, uh, I'm not a politician, okay, but my observation is that you still need to go through certain parties, political parties. You know, I, I mean, the first thing is that you have to look into what the party, what's their ideology, what's their philosophy, and which is the one which is more inclined to what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So decide that first, and then very easily just go and become a member and understand. Okay, uh, what is it all about? So that you, you are then in the political party and you already in the mainstream. Otherwise, if you have enough followers, then start your own political party lah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, I want to stress the importance of being in in politics. Mm. Okay, it just sometimes can be delusion. Because mm. it's like, hey, this is not what I expect from a politician and all that. And that is where we need more people to come out and step up and, and say, yes, we are strongly disagree. And what can I do? Mm. You know, rather than, I know a lot of people just go into social media, condemn, 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 <laughs> and complain, 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 That's complain. Right, yeah. And then uh, tell the whole world you're not happy and all that. But the more important thing is uh, what can you do? Mm. Yeah. So take action now. If you are strongly, you know, uh, in favor or disfavor certain thing, voice it out through the proper channel and all that. Yeah. Unless you become a the social influencer, lah. But social <laughs> influencer again, you know, take time and all that. Yes. Uh, there, there are many ways, many ways. Yeah. Mm. But I think importantly is that if you believe in certain party or certain ideology, please do sign up. Okay, mm. and get yourself involved in it because then you know what are the thinking, and you have a bigger movement with you mm. to pursue what you are you 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 know very, very aligned to what mm. you want rather than just going outside there, and that also applies to youngsters. We in fact encourage more youngsters to come in to be involved in this because the future is yours. Yes, that's very right. true. So if you don't do something now, uh, you can imagine what will happen. Yeah. You know, your generation, even your next generation. So if you want to make the change, change start with you. Yeah, that's a very good quote. Thank you so much, uh, Miss Ong, for sharing that. So we actually have another question. Uh, one of our listeners are saying that mm. if there's this statement, if women stop wearing less revealing clothes, it will help lessen the rate of rape cases. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is definitely untrue because uh, all responsibilities should be fall upon the perpetrator, but not the victims. We shouldn't ask women not to, what not to wear, what should they wear. We should ask men not to rape. So this is all about uh, where you place the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in short, the statement is just simply untrue. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. I think that's a very good and powerful statement that we all have to digest and understand. Mm. Okay, so before we end this podcast, we actually prepared something a surprise for Miss Ong. Oh. Uh, I'm yeah. supposed to sing now. <laughs> <laughs> you can sing if you want to. Yeah. But actually, uh, I got in touch with your daughter and then oh. because it's in conjunction of International Women's Day, wow. she has a message to share oh, with serious? Yeah, yeah. So I'll play it now. Hey, mom. I would like to express my gratitude to you as the CEO of PWDC for accomplishing countless milestones for the NGO and for influencing women of various ethnicity. It's a challenging post to bear, but I'm proud of how you have strived for a better platform for women. Next, I respect you as the daughter of my grandmother for prioritizing her and providing her a better life. Then, I admire you as the elder sister of my uncles, for the unwavering support to the growth of their family. Subsequently, I cherish you as the wife to my father for standing by him at all times and for caring for his family as if they are your own. Last but not least, I love you as the mother of my brothers and I for treating us as equals, for educating us for being adventurous, for scrumptious no-recipe meals, for encouraging us with our goals, and for being a person to look up to. You play so many other roles, holding responsibilities to abandoned parties, which might suffocate you at times, but I am here to remind you that you are being loved, cherished, appreciated, and respected by our family, your peers, the people you have influenced, every person that you have interacted with, and I. You are one strong, intelligent, and beautiful woman. Happy International Women's Day, Mom. And to all listeners, do utilize every day to celebrate and cherish the existence of women around you. Wow. <laughs> I already got tears in my eyes. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no thank problem. You thank you, oh, Sui, for also you know agreeing to do that. Um, wow, wow. Yeah, thank I think you. everyone like for International Women's Day is really about celebrating women yeah. and just just look around you and just say thank you to your mom. Tell her how much you you love her and mm-hmm. your dad for supporting you to do everything for your education, for for a house, for a comfortable home. I think it's very important. It's not only about women, and mm-hmm. and I think this podcast really means that. And uh, I hope everyone listening, you really learned a lot. Like for me and Sans, I'm sure we had a very, very good lesson today. Like there are so many things that we can do just mm. around us and just a reach away. And why are we not doing it to, to change for the better? Mm. So with that, I think we are going to end the podcast. But if you like our episode, please follow us on our social media. We are basically everywhere. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you want or even if you don't know where to go to, just come to our Facebook messages. We are super, super okay. We, we can have a chat with you as well. So with that, I think be kind to one another and happy International Women's Day. Uh, thank you, mom and dad. I love you guys. So it's Diana signing out. And this is Sense. Thank you, Eric, and thank you, Miss Song, for coming. Thank you so much to Diana and Sense. And Eric too, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Happy International Women's Day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.